Welcome to another episode of Them Asperger's. Hello. Yeah. Hello. How exciting. You can say hello again. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. So it's the we're only days before Christmas now. Even those that are listening to this and aren't in the physical area of Scarlet, you can probably still sense the tension coming from her right now. I uh, cried about how excited I was last night. Yes. Genuine tears. Genuine tears. It was a bit nuts. I'm so excited. We were just playing Mario Kart, <laughs> listening to some Christmas songs, and you just fell to pieces. <laughs> I love Christmas. I love it. I'm so excited. So yeah, that's uh, only a few days away now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think oh. we'll be able to hold it in. I'm so excited. Christmas is the best time of the year. I love it. I love it. I've got... My whole Christmas day planned out from start to finish. It's going to be amazing. I've also, like, Boxing Day's planned. Christmas Eve is planned. Oh, it's just, like, the whole Christmas period. There's, like, set things for every day. It just... I'm very excited. I'm looking forward to it a lot. It's just interesting, um, I guess, because you get, like, some sort of emotional thing from Christmas. Yeah. I don't really get like anything from Christmas, birthdays, that kind of thing, like never really have done. Um I think when I was younger, my mom said that I had issues with like well not issues, but with like presents under the tree and that kind of thing. I was always trying to work out what they were and always messing with them and that kind of thing. But I don't think that was because I was excited for Christmas. I think it's the unknown. I think it's the like the stuff that I don't know what it is and I'm like that with everything. Like if I don't know something um, we, I think we've said before, like if people are talking about something and I don't know what it is they're talking about, I try and ignore it, but I can't ignore it. I have to just go and uh, go and find out. Uh, yeah. And I think it's the same with Christmas when I was a kid. Like I, I couldn't work out what was in the presents, and I was fine as long as I couldn't see them. But say they were put under the tree really early on in the month, I uh, used to drive me mad. Like I feel like they could only be put under there. Like the day before, I don't know if like my parents ever worked that out, but I noticed that like when I was really young, they wouldn't put presents under the tree until like, like just before. So yeah, I uh, uh, that always helped, but like it's uh, it's kind of like now, like now they are kind of grown out of it. Like we've got like we've got a tree, there's presents under it now. I can see them, but uh, I'm not, I'm not like trying to. Get involved with them. Yeah. Do you know, I've left them alone. Yeah. Kind of, I kind of moved on from it, but I think that's because, you know, with a lot of things with your burgers, there's this stuff that I used to do when I was younger that I just don't do now. But yeah, you, you like obviously have like an emotional reaction to it, which, you know, it's, it's, I suppose it's a bit of a stereotype when you say that like people with autism don't have like emotional reactions to things. You know, some people believe that, you know, like when some people say that like they don't, we don't have empathy or sympathy. Yeah. Um, I think we do. I think we have like strong emotional reactions to stuff. It's just some, for some stuff it's, it's not, it's either a lot more intense than what everybody else is having, or it's an emotional reaction to something that other people wouldn't have a reaction to at all. Uh, I think with us is, is a more of a, accurate thing like I've said with like my um I suppose I suppose like that anger and that kind yeah. of thing I get like anger and like uh yeah just that to to stuff that people wouldn't have a reaction to at all or it is some people get like a frustration from something 
but and I'll have a frustration to the same situation, but mine is a lot more intense. Uh, and I think you have it with like, you know, the happiness or the yeah, excitement. I, I had like essentially last night, it was kind of like a a meltdown over Christmas, but a positive meltdown. Yeah, whatever they are. Um, I, I wouldn't say that I've ever had one, but I've definitely seen you have them before where you get overwhelmed. Yeah. Uh, and then have it's kind of like a meltdown, but. It's not like a meltdown. Um, it's a like, melt up. Yeah, you don't have the. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, carry on. No, come on. <laughs> Get it out your system. No, carry on, carry on. <sighs> I'm laughing at my own joke. <laughs> you still are. Okay, yeah, carry on. But yeah, I um. Uh, yeah, I guess it's like an overwhelmed like thing, which is essentially what a meltdown is. Is, is yeah. you're overwhelmed by a particular emotion or a particular event, or you know. So I, I feel like you're just having them. You you just have positive ones, and uh, Christmas is the uh, is the big one for you. Yeah, um, you do have little smaller like excitement spurts um, over other stuff, but yeah, Christmas is the one where it's it's uncontrollable. We went out for a Christmas um, meal yesterday. Like me and you went to uh, like a restaurant we go to uh, and we went for their Christmas meal. We did the same thing last year. Yeah. Um, which anybody that's got us on Instagram, we posted a picture of us just before we went out for it. Yeah. And um, yeah, like it, you were the same, like you were fine. But then like as we were driving back, like I put on like a Christmas playlist for you. And then, yeah, that was it. I feel like that was the start of it. Yeah. Well, what actually happened while we were driving back and we you put on the Christmas playlist, I got a little bit excited and then instead of just driving back home, we sort of <laughs> went for a drive so that I could listen to more songs. Yeah, so you could listen to more songs and, uh, you know, obviously lots of people put lights out on their house and that kind of thing. Like my dad used to do it when I was younger. Like there's a street in the town that I'm originally from that has like, it's kind of like everybody down that street has a competition of yeah. who's got the most nuts Christmas lights. So my dad used to take me out driving that like he would go out in his car and we'd go around and see who's got the most, like who's gone all out for Christmas. Like there was like inflatable snowmen and yeah. like that kind of thing outside. So I, I kind of did that. I kind of felt like that was doing what my dad used to do. But just for you, uh, we were just driving around seeing everybody's like Christmas lights. So yeah. we drove like, uh, yeah, just about. So that was... Uh, singing along. Yeah. Well, you were singing along. Yeah. Uh, I don't really... Uh, I mean, like I don't mind Christmas songs, but I, I wouldn't really say that they're my... Uh, they're not really your jam, yeah, are they? Yeah. So we did that. That was good. Yeah. Um, there's nothing else going on. We've talked a bit about saying I'm not. I've not had any. We talked about like my, you know, being relaxed and yeah. uh, everything's like calmer now with me. Um, you know, apart from uh, I suppose my uh, Mass Effect thing that's going on at the moment. But that's uh, oh, with your character. Yeah. Yeah. I'm having some old classic obsessive behaviors at the moment which is nice we i would say actually we've both sort of got um we almost went a little while without having we had uh we each had routines in place but i don't think we were really special interesting as much if that makes sense i don't know if special interest is the right word but doing like really burger yeah i mean every everybody on the spectrum has their they, they have special interests right Everybody's yeah. got something that's their thing that you're into that you uh, you like to do in a way of 
calming down. You've got something that you're interested in that's, you know, what you're what you're like, you know, it could be anything. You could be into like football or like computer games or, you know, certain types of books, certain types of yeah. movies. You could be into all kinds of stuff. And it's the thing you do to relax, to calm yourself down. Yeah. Um, you know, like you you do the thing that's your special interest. And obviously, uh, like neurotypical people have it as well. But I think for the autism side of us, it kind of, it's not like it turns off your autism, but it kind of, you don't really notice your autism when you're absorbed in your special interest. You, uh, you, you kind of feel more relaxed, more calm, more like at peace. The only time you notice that it's weird is when you explain to someone how you do your special interest, I suppose, sometimes. Well, not so much with you, uh, because you like, obviously, you've got your... Sudoku, your Rubik's Cubes, uh, your reading at the moment, a, yeah. a book that uh, you're really into. Actually, no, I will say that what you're reading at the moment is is a special interest. We watched a film and it referenced part of this book. Wait, well, it referenced a certain thing that happened and then and then you did research well, into it. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. So right. at the moment, you're really into Mass Effect. Um, you've been playing it a lot. You've been obsessing over it and you're very into it and same with me so yeah I watched um a film that referenced an event that happened in the past and I've now become a little bit maybe obsessed with the event so I've done a lot of research into it and now I'm reading a book on the event itself yeah I bought which... you a book it's a really like detailed like thing of it yeah, yeah. So, so that's become sort of my my thing at the moment um, that I'm I'm really into. So we've both got these things that we're really, I would say, almost obsessed with. Mm. But it's quite nice because it's been it's been a while since we've done that. I think. Yeah, I mean, I always felt like I did it to uh, like escape from um, you know life, the real world, that kind of thing. Like I used to get really into certain computer games. Not all computer games. Some computer games I just I can't play i'm not a big gamer but sometimes there's a game that comes along that i get really into it yeah uh, and i play it for hours and hours and hours and it used to mess with my sleep cycles it doesn't any more anymore because uh, i've kind of got into the habit of doing it but it, you know i used to like when i was younger I used to start playing something from like eight o'clock at night and then i'm playing it till like four in the morning and i haven't realized that it's like four in the morning like my brain is like just like fully going like it's not slowing down i'm not feeling tired i'm not feeling like worn out um, which doesn't sound like it's relaxing, um, but it completely distracts me from everything that I've ever, you know, that I'm worrying about or thinking about. Yeah. And it's not until the second I turn it off that everything comes back again. So, yeah. so I always felt like when I was younger that I would just repeatedly play the same thing over and over again, like play the same game just as much as I could play it uh, just to um, distract myself. And the only issue with computer games is at some point you complete them. Yeah. And then when that used to happen, I was like genuinely lost. Like I didn't know what to do. I, I just, I needed that like feeling again. And if you start again, the whole thing again, I couldn't just do that because I tried that. And then that doesn't make me feel like I, it doesn't feel the same. I don't feel the distraction because I'm not fully absorbed because I kind of know what I'm doing. So I'm kind of like just going through the motions and it's not the same thing. And then I would like try another game and another game and another game until one came along that gave me the same like feeling of like not paying attention to the things that were bothering me which is actually the same way I felt about reading like mm. you find a book that you really like and then you finish the book and you don't know 
what to do next. Yeah, I imagine yeah. most people when they finish like a book or watch a film they really like, they, they kind of just go, ah, oh, that was nice, you know, that was good. But for me, I was just like, no, I'm not, I'm too into it now. It's become part of my routine. It's become like what I do and I can't find anything to fill that space. And then things like my executive functioning problems and like that kind of thing, I would then like not sure what to do with myself. I just sit about like thinking about things too much and then becoming too consumed by everything. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a weird... Uh, it's a weird situation to um, to be in, I suppose. But yeah, me and you are doing that at the moment. I don't think it's come of any other reason. Um, like I would say that because it's Christmas and Christmas is, can be a stressful time of year, especially if you're on the spectrum, just because of the sheer amount of people that are suddenly moving yeah. about. Like I mean, obviously people go, come and go as they like, you know, are outside and shopping and walking around the high streets and whatever all the time anyway. But there's something about Christmas. It kind of seems like there's more people all of a sudden than there's ever been. Like and it's uh, it's odd and everybody gets a bit uh, frantic. I mean, normally because I work in a shop, it gets really bad for me because where I work, obviously because it's retail, like that's always the worst places to work at Christmas. Yeah. Uh, but lucky for me this year, it's it's been dead. Like it's not been busy at all. We've not had hardly anybody come in the shop to buy stuff. It's not been near the same scale yeah. of busyness that it has been the years before. So uh, I haven't really noticed. Normally I notice Christmas straight away. I normally get normally like panicked and worried and, you know, like buying stuff for people and prepping for this and having to go out for that. But this year I kind of like, me and you did the meal thing last night, but I'm not going on any like staff parties. I haven't got a load of friends around like I normally do because they've all left. So I haven't got to see them. Uh, I'm not really doing presents for anyone. So I haven't had to do that which was always like a thing where I can't I can't make myself do it early enough. So I always used to do it last minute. Yeah. Uh, and then that got me worried about like money and buying things and uh, all my other like, like I've just, I've kind of cut all them out, which saying like you haven't got friends to spend time with and you haven't got to do this and haven't do that. I suppose for, if you explain that to anyone else, they just think, but well, it's Christmas. Like, you know, you should have all that. Kind yeah. Of but for me, that's like, a, it's, I'm saying it like it's a positive. So um, yeah, I'd like, Actually, both of us. So for for Christmas, we'll be together. We're, mm. we're doing like a Christmas dinner together, but we uh, don't really do sort of seeing anybody, which is part of the reason why I like it so much now, because it's kind of like a day of just peacefulness. I sort of do my own thing. And again, with what you said about presents, I love Christmas as in I love the day for myself, kind of selfishly. I don't really like it for other people. I'm not the person that feels like enjoyment around lots of people or anything like that. So it's very much like a selfish kind of to myself day, mm. which I really enjoy. But one thing that I really hate as well is getting presents, like you said. So it's been nice this year because I saw my family in November, so I sort of done all the presents then yeah um for them and we don't get each other anything which well we haven't this year which has been great yeah yeah we've decided not to do that yeah <laughs> to take the pressure off both of us for doing that kind of thing yeah because i'm terrible at buying presents so it's just it's just been really yeah really relaxed uh, i love christmas yeah, so it's it's been a it's been a nice one. So I, I'm putting down to us like you getting back into the reading properly, and yeah. me getting like weird with my computer games in a sort of almost uh, frenzied way that I do get into them. 
I wouldn't say I do it in the way normal gamers do. Uh, I wouldn't say it's down to a needing to escape stuff. I would normally say any other year. Yeah, sure. That's what it is. It's because it's the Christmas period and it's proper like tense. But uh, yeah. Yeah. It's just what it is. Um, but then that like sort of moves us on to today's topic. Because today's right. topic, we were talking about it last night while we were having dinner. That I want to talk about connections. So I want to talk about connections you make with people. Um, oh yes I wondered what it was so yeah, I, yeah, I, I knew you wouldn't know um, <laughs> so like I want to talk about like the connections you make with people uh, and I think starting with the Christmas present thing that's a good good way to start I suppose mm. in a way for you because you said you're terrible at buying Christmas presents it's not that you're terrible about Christmas presents it's that you buy stuff for people that is a really interesting choice I guess <laughs> is a good way to put like how you do it obviously like most people when they um buy something for someone it's because they know them they know what they are into they know what they like they know what would be good for them whereas for you i don't know it's it's odd because you don't buy stuff for people that you think well you you do think they'd like this <laughs> and they'd want that and you know that's a really good present for them um and you genuinely are in your head like this is a good good choice and i've made a really good decision here and i've made really good christmas presents for this person and then when you give it to them it's it's such an odd thing where you just think like what <laughs> why have you picked this yeah and and it's to do with like we were talking about it last night it's to do with like how well like people on the spectrum connect with the people and what i mean by that is when you meet someone new like how you get to know them like what you get to know about them you know what you find out about them as a person what they like what they don't like uh and it's one of those things that me and you are really differently contrasting on this. Yeah. Um, we're like the almost opposites on what we do with people. Uh, an example, I suppose, as a base of this is what you do when you meet people is you... Well, you can explain what you do when you meet people. You you get to know them. Yeah. Um, for the sake of... So you can comfortably interact, comfortably interact with them. Yeah. I think that I... So I... I ask a lot of questions about the other person. And I think I do it for two reasons. I think like the first reason is because I don't want them to ask questions about me. I'm a big deflector. I don't really like people getting to know me. So people will say, oh, like, I don't know, what do you do for a living? And I'll sort of like brush past what I do for a living and then quickly move on to them. And then they'll say what they do. And then I start asking questions about that job. So it's, it's almost like to just keep the conversation off me as much as possible because I don't really like talking about myself um, or giving away too much information. And I don't really know why. But so I ask a lot of questions about them. And I think the other reason I do it is because it's part of my masking is to sort of work out how I'm going to be around this person. So to try and gauge what sort of jokes they like. Are they going to find... Because my sense of humour is almost like taking it too far, like making you uncomfortable with like, is should should you have said that? So I try and see like, can I push that? Can I be that sort of sense of humour or shall I just not do jokes? Um, and then same with like, I don't know, how, what sort of topics can I talk about? What sort of topics can I not talk about? Um, and it's not that, I think like I do sort of change my personality to fit them but only to an extent so it's not a case of well they I don't know like obviously I'm uh I'm trying to think of something I'm vegan 
So if I talk to someone and they are kind of mocking that, it's not that I'll change myself to be like, oh yeah, like I don't like vegans either. But I would just probably maybe not bring it up as much, like try and keep it more like low instead of discussing it. Yeah. Or um, if someone's, I don't know, if someone really hates reading and i i really like reading instead of being like oh yeah i hate reading too i would just be like oh okay and then sort of move on to something else like i think i try and just find like common interests and then really play on them so if they like something that i like it might not be my favorite thing i'll almost like make it like oh yeah i I do really like that and sort of bring that to the forefront of how we're going to connect with each other yeah, whereas um, I suppose like a lot of people do that when you say it like that. like, And I think it's one of the reasons why you went so long without being diagnosed or being noticed as autistic. Yeah. Because I would say that's quite a normal thing to do when you're yeah. talking to someone to ask them about themselves and find out more about them. But I think like, because I know like Emily, um, she she does that too. Yeah. She asks a lot of questions about people. She'll find out as much as she can about when she's talking to them. But she doesn't do it for any reason. So she just does it because that's how conversations happen. That's how conversations go. So she asks the things that she's supposed to ask because that's what she do it. Whereas I think the difference is uh, for you and obviously others like you is you're consciously while you're talking to them, lining up the next question. Yeah, I do. To ask them, then do this, then ask that, then ask this. Do you know what I mean? Which is I think for a lot of people when they have conversations, it's a, it's a natural thing. Like the conversation just naturally goes that way what i think i think i've got it's almost like the way i picture it in my head when i talk to people and this is actually like an image that comes into my head quite a lot it's like having a wardrobe and i it's like on all the hangers in the wardrobe are like a different sort of like personality suit to put on like there's like a a really girly one and then there's a really um like so there's, there's like a really girly one there's also like I guess, for lack of a better word, like a blokey one. Right. Like, there's there's one that's more like, yeah, I'll talk about that. And then there's a really, um, I don't know, there's a slightly posher one. I know I'm not posh, but like a posher one. Then there's probably like a less posh one as well. I, I feel like there's all these different outfits of like different personalities to put on. And I sort of whilst talking to someone i sift through and find like what the right one is yeah and then that's what i go with there's like a really shy one that doesn't talk there's a more outgoing one as well that can be put on and it really does depend on the person as to what i go for but yeah i think that's the best way to describe it because that's like an actual image that comes into my head of like oh okay i can wear it's almost like i can be shy and really feminine or like I can be quite outgoing and really feminine, or I could just be. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Like it's almost like a mix and match of outfits, but I I have to pick which ones I'm gonna be. There's there's me who I am when I'm in my flat, like when I'm being myself. Mm. But that's definitely not what I am outside of the flat with anybody, apart from with you and like when I talk on the podcast. Which even then, like. I'm very honest on the podcast, but you don't really see my personality. But, well, you do a bit. I don't know. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know. But, but um, like, 
there's how I am around you, which is very myself. It's very burglary, but I always have to put on an outfit of non-burger when I go out. And I have to come up with which outfit it's going to be depending on who I'm talking to. Like at work, it's obviously a more professional me than around friends. Yeah. And it, it really is dependent on the situation as to as to what I'm going to be. But I definitely don't have like a an outside personality that is like for everyone. It depend like it does really depend on who I'm talking to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense. But I guess you don't know why you... Because obviously you have to do it in a way so that people don't find out too much about you. Um, but I feel like that all kind of ties into... I mean, you didn't know you were autistic until like a couple of years ago. But, um, you know, there's a good chance that you knew there was something like that you would consider different or weird about you. So you didn't want people digging too deep with you because they might find out it. That yeah. there's something a bit odd um like you still do it now but i guess now it's got a name but i'm sure it was the same when you were younger that you did it um so that no one would work out that you were not the same as them yeah but then i don't know do you feel like you like because then like obviously because we're doing about like connecting with people do you feel like because you're asking all these questions about them and you're finding out as much about them as possible do you find that a lot of people feel like they've made like a genuine connection with you but you are really just doing it for the sake of, you know, hiding your own, what you class as weirdness from them. Um, and you don't really feel like you have connected because you've just kind of gone on like a fact finding mission. But I mean, do you take it on board the things they've said about themselves or do you just kind of store that away in your head somewhere? So when you put on the the outfit from the wardrobe, yeah. you then put that information with the outfit so you know how to behave. Because obviously initially when you first start talking to them, you don't know what person to be because you don't know what they're like. So you have to find out base bits first so you can make like a guess on what to behave like and then go from there. Yeah, I think that is, I remember it all. So it's not like I it goes in and then I forget it. I remember all the stuff people say, but I don't think it's a connection because I don't take on, I don't really think like, what does that mean about them? I listen to it and I think, what does that mean about me around them yeah that's how i do it and i think that's why so like to bring it back to what we said about christmas presents mm. and it's interesting because we are the complete opposite in basically in in this but i will take i will listen to what people say and work out how that means that i should be around them but i don't really work out what that means about them as a person they'll tell me what they like but i don't think okay so they like this i just think okay so that means that i should like this and it's kind of like that for me so when it comes to buying people presents I actually am just completely lost because I don't really work out what who they are as a person I have only worked out who I am around them so I'm terrible at buying presents because I don't even though I know all this information about them it's not really so I know anything about them it's, it's a... just so I know about me around them such a asperger thing yeah like you've learned all this stuff about them yeah um and you know them in a certain way but you can't transfer that in a way to know that person really who they are yeah you've just got a series of facts about them but you you haven't been able to like work out what kind of person they might be or 
really know someone, you can just like, they've done this, they've done this, they've done this, they've been here. Um, but then you can't take that information and go, well, if they keep going to something like this, and this is the second time they've done this, that says this about them. And because they've been here and they yeah, spoke no. to that person, that says that about them. And then you take all that information and you like, this is what kind of person they are. You can't do that. It's, no. it's, it's so weird. It's kind of like you've got the... You've got all this information about them, but you don't have the, I don't know, like catalyst or whatever, the thing that pulls it all together that says this is who they are. You haven't got that. This is just yeah, no. it's just a series of things that you know that you've spoke about them before, that you've had conversations with about and that kind of thing. And you can tell that because obviously when you do do something like buy someone a birthday present or a Christmas present, you take what you know about them and that makes you pick you know, what to get them. But for you, the, when you have just solely without asking anyone, what should I get them? And you've just gone out there and done the thing that you think you're supposed to get. You've then just, the 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 outcome of it is so random. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if we've mentioned this before, but basically the first time I bought you Christmas presents, it was a couple of years ago and I got you a load of musical instruments. Yeah. <laughs> like it made no sense. It had nothing to do with you. Yeah, and I like I didn't I didn't mind them. It was just it was weird because they weren't normal instruments either. It's not like you bought me like I don't know, I'm trying to like do like a like a guitar or something. They were really weird instruments. And like I don't play instruments. No. I've got a banjo, but you've never seen me play it. No. Um but like it's it's just it's interesting because I don't really I'm not really musical. Uh and then I opened like all these presents and there was like one that was the only way to describe it is it's like a hollow wooden tube. It's got like this metal, it's like a metal cable coming out the top of it. And when you shake the wooden tube, the cable does a noise that sounds like thunder. Yeah. And they were kind of sensory, I suppose, in a way. But you didn't just buy me that one. You bought me like three or four of them. <laughs> I think them. I've got about five. Yeah. And they were just a selection of weird sound making instruments. Yeah. And I think it's because I knew that you had Asperger's. Yeah. You told me that, like, that came with, like, sensory things. Yeah. But instead of me really knowing, like, what that meant about you, I knew that when it came to, like, noises, I like making, like, creating noise. I'm not, mu- like, I'm not a musical person, but I know that for me that means I like creating noise. So I just went, oh, okay, instruments, easy. But I didn't actually think about, like, you as a person. Mm. I was just thinking about me yeah exactly you can't tie that in there where you just think does he like playing musical instruments does he have a collection of musical instruments is he someone that's considered musical yeah um or have you ever heard me make noises with random stuff no do you know what I mean like have you ever seen me like just pick up something that's not really an instrument and then try and use it as an instrument yeah um but that's like it's fine like I I, I always find I always like getting presents from you because uh it's always interesting to uh like see what what you're going to come up with but obviously for everybody else like when it comes to like christmas and that kind of thing is they get a present from you and obviously i always say all the time that when it's christmas most people even if it's a really weird present and they're not sure why it's been you know bought for them they they have to be like oh yeah thanks yeah because it's christmas so like you can always kind of get away with it that's one of the things that i've always liked about christmas in a sense is even if you get something for someone that they don't really want uh, it doesn't matter because uh, it's Christmas, so they got to, you know, they got to be into it. Yeah. Uh, unless you're one of those families that are, like, too honest. Like, I have known some families like that, that when they've got a present where they've just gone, what is this? Like, yeah. what is going Like, but that's that's rare. 
but yeah, it's just interesting because you you do these things and you do the things that looks like you're making a connection. And I imagine there's loads of people out there that think, oh yeah, you know, Scarlett's like a good friend. She knows loads about me. Like, you know, we're really friendly. We're really chatty. Like she's asked me loads of things about myself. She seemed genuinely interested, you know, that kind of thing. But then they don't realize that you're doing it for different reasons. You're just doing it because if you didn't do it, your interactions with people would be really uncomfortable and you wouldn't know what to do or what to say or how to be. But then I guess if I ask those same people that say that, you know, you've talked loads and you've talked about like personal stuff and you know each other. If I said to them, yeah, but what do you know about Scarlett really? Like, tell me something about her that you know. Um, imagine most of those same people would just be like, wait a minute, I don't actually know much about her. Because you say you quite, you sort of don't tell people things about yourself. You tell people basic stuff like I've got a sister or things like that. But the things that other people have told you that you've asked about, you don't ever then give them your version of the same thing, you know. What were we talking about the other day? We were talking about something where you ask loads of questions about somebody's something and then they you realise that they don't know anything about you in the same way. You don't give much out about yourself. No, yeah, I can't remember who it was, but yeah. They, you know all this stuff about them, but like if they ever took the time to think about it, they'd be like, wait a minute, but I know nothing about her. Even like with you, when we first met, I asked, well, not when we first met, because I'm quite uh, closed off for a bit while I work out who I'm going to be. Mm. But when we would talk at work, I asked you a lot of questions about you. Yeah. So sometimes we would work together and we'd be on a close and it would just be like the two of us on a close together. And I used to ask you a lot of questions about you and also a lot of questions about Emily because uh, at the time she was a paramedic mm. and she I know she still sort of does, but has another job. But um, at the time, like being a paramedic, I thought there's loads of things I can ask about that. That's very, there's it's interesting. We can go into that. So I used to ask a lot of questions about you and a lot of questions about Emily because I knew how to ask questions about that. It was interesting. But I don't think I, you ever knew anything about me. No, I mean, but then that's like, this is the opposite of, like I said, me and you were contrasting on this. I don't ask people questions about anything. Yeah. Um, We were discussing this yesterday that... Loads of there's loads of people that I know very little about, but have known them for years. Yeah, um, it's always something I always notice when me and Emily would talk to people or meet people is she'd talk to someone like I'd introduce as like a work friend or someone I've known for a long time, and then after like ten fifteen like minutes of her talking to them, she already knows more about them as a person than I've learned in like six years. Yeah, and it's because I there's no part of me that thinks I should ask about that or you know, find out more about them. I've never done it. It's something I don't do. So when I talk to people, I'm more either keep the conversation to, you know, stuff like, oh, did you watch this? Or, you know, what's going on here? I always kind of keep it on like current events or, um, do you know what I mean? Like things that are happening now. I never really go into people's pasts at all. I never ask people about things about their past. I never talk about them like, what they were like as a child, you know, what, what did they do at school, you know, if somebody is married, when did you get married, you know, yeah. if somebody's got a girlfriend or boyfriend, I'm not like, when did you meet them or how did you meet them or how long have you two been together? Like, I don't ask people like their age, I don't ask people anything. So it's, my conversations with people never do that. I just talk about kind of like things that have no real like, meaning. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, have you watched this or uh, have you ever played that? 
you know, have you seen that, you know, or like I'll do new stuff. Have you seen that this is happening now? Yeah. Um, and then they'll be like, yeah, it's awful, you know, that kind of thing. But then I don't, I don't ever go to all my stuff with anybody is too, um, there's no substance to the things I talk about with people. I've never gone into too much detail with anyone. And that's not like with a friend thing. Like that's the same with like family, everyone. I don't really know anything about it. We were talking about it yesterday when we were having dinner. We were talking about like comparisons of like family. And as I was talking to you, I've realized that even like with my own parents, I don't know like how they met, where they met. I don't know when they got married. I don't know where they got married. Um, I'm not really sure how old either one of them is or what year either one of them were born. Yeah. Um, I don't, there's, there's so much stuff. Like I don't know where they grew up. I don't know where they went to school. And like, that's my actual like parents. And I've realized it's because I've never asked. Like, I'm sure if I asked my brother, he'd know all that. But it's yeah. the same with my brother. Like with my brother, apart from the stuff that I know happened while me and him were together, anything that's happened when I wasn't there, I couldn't tell you. Like, I couldn't tell you, like, uh, what subjects he did in school, you know, when you pick your own subjects. Yeah. I couldn't tell you, like, who his best friend was in school. I couldn't tell you, like, what he did at uni. I know kind of roughly what he did. I don't know what the company he works for now is. I don't know what job he does now. Um, it's actually crazy. Yeah, it's, it's weird. And that's the same with everyone I know. For some reason, I've never asked people these questions. I never really connect with people in that way. Like, there are connections with me and my family, obviously. Like, I don't feel like you need to know all that stuff to have a real connection. Oh, yeah. I just don't know who people really are, you know? Yeah, which is weird because, yeah, we're, we're the opposite. I know loads, like, loads of stuff. But, again, like, it's... Well, obviously, with, with family, it's not like I... I know all this stuff, but I don't actually know them. Like, I, obviously, I know more about my family as people than some, per, like, random person that I've met a couple of times. Yeah. But, again, like, it's not that I learn all of or know all of this information to make a connection. Yeah. So, in in a sense, we're very similar in that we don't make connections with people. But it, it's weird because I try and learn loads about the person to try and make it seem like there's a connection I suppose that isn't really there whereas you you don't oh yeah I just I don't do it I don't ask um there's no it's not that I'm not interested there's just it doesn't feel like the things I know about people I do know some stuff about people and their past and things they've done but not because I've asked them yeah it's just they've brought it up like, and that's including, like, girlfriends and, like, people I've been in relationships with. There's very little I know about them, like, pre-before they met me. So before they met me, I don't know anything about them. Yeah. Unless they've just happened to tell me. Like, I'm not sure, like, how many other relationships they've been in. Like, I don't know anything about, like, if they've got siblings, unless I've met one of them. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I don't really know anything. I don't really work out, like, girlfriends' parents' real names. Unless it's been repeated several times, but I never ask. I never go, oh, I never say, like, how old are your parents or what's your parents' first names? Do you know what I mean? I just tend to go, your mom or your dad's on the phone or your parents coming down. I tend to use, like, stuff like that. So I, I don't know stuff. But then it's it's weird. One of the things I discovered, what did we discover recently? I was talking to my dad and uh, it turns out that I have never knew my dad's dad. So my granddad on my dad's side, I never knew his first name. Yeah. Um, I made up a first name that I was convinced was his actual first name. And it wasn't till like this year 
when I was talking to my dad and I said, oh yeah, you know, well, his name was this. And my dad was just like, no, that wasn't his name. Yeah. And I don't know where I'd got that in from. I just made it up. And then um, my dad told me his real name and I can't tell you what it is now. All I can remember is the fake name that I gave him. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's that. That's just weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's, just it's, an odd, it's crazy. But I don't really think about it until we started talking about it yesterday. But I don't really know anyone. So anyone I've ever met, I don't really know them. I know the odd thing about them, but I don't really know them. Um, and I think it's because, for me, we've talked about this before, I have the whole, the way I interact with people, I don't do the thing that you do where I distract from myself and talk about them as the only way I can interact with people. I do this thing where... And I've mentioned it, but it's really hard to explain. So I'm going to try and briefly explain it. But I do this thing where everybody has the same face to me. So everybody yeah. has the same face. Everybody has about, I would say, really, I can't put an exact number on it. But let's, for the sake of this conversation, say that for me, there's only 12 faces that exist in the world. And everybody's got one of these 12 faces. And one, each one of these faces has a personality that I attach to that face. So when I meet them, if they've got the face that matches it, I go, well, this face has this personality. So that's who they are yeah and I do that with everyone and so I don't need to get to know them because the second I see their face I already know what they're like because I've already got a predetermined personality for them and then that's how I interact with them so I don't ever feel like I need to ask them these questions because in my head I'm convinced that I already know who they are so I don't need to find out stuff about them so then I don't and my interactions seem normal and I can talk to them uh, and then it's fine. And as far as like people getting to know me go, I kind of only give out stuff that I really don't care if people know. So for me, I kind of just throw out stuff that sometimes isn't true. Uh, so there have been times where I've said things about myself that isn't true at all. Yeah. To certain people that have a certain like way of being because I don't want them to know actual things about me. And then to others, what I'm saying is true about myself. But um it's stuff that I think like oh it doesn't really matter anyway if they know or don't know the truth but I kind of pick and choose what I say and what I don't say um but yeah because of that I've I've never really thought about how I've never really like connected with someone in that way I've never really known someone and I wouldn't say that anyone's really ever known me yeah like in that way um but yeah once again it is it's not something that I feel like I'm missing out on it. I've spoke to a lot of like neurotypical people that that's what they want, you know, when they're in a relationship, their family know them best, you know, their, yeah. their wife knows them best, their best friends, you know, really know them as people. Yeah. Um, and I know that for a lot of people that's important because you need to have that connection. But like it, it wasn't, I mean, this topic in general, I'm not saying it like, because I wish I could do that. We were just having a conversation last night and I just thought, Oh, that's weird. Um, but then that's it. That's as much as it is. I don't really give it much more thought than that I don't feel like I'm missing out on something and it's one of those things that's common with having autism I think is you tell people the stuff you can't do or haven't done and you know they're like oh that's so sad or that's that kind of thing but I always kind of feel like because you've never had it you don't really think like oh I imagine that's nice or you know that's good and I'm not really great at like trying to picture something that I don't understand you know like trying to hypothetically imagine what it was like to have the same connections that people have with people I don't think like oh I wonder what that was like because I have no idea what that's like so um it's not something that I'm like yearning for or thinking oh I wish I could do that you know yeah um because obviously 
even though we go about it in different ways, we are very similar in that not really caring for connections with people, like true connections. Um, and really friendships. Um, it's not something that... It, it's kind of like there's a lot of acquaintances and um, I have acquaintances, but like from what I hear neurotypical people describe as friendships, I don't really have that and it's not something that I really seek. I actually really don't seek any interaction with with people in general. It's not something that I'm after. I am much more satisfied in myself just sort of being around myself and I don't know if that's why because I, I know you feel very similarly I don't know if that's I don't like how I said that similarly I, do, I don't um I don't know if that's why we don't s seek to make those connections if I don't because I don't think it's a conscious decision but maybe it's a subconscious we don't try to make those connections because it's not something that we feel drawn to. Uh, again, it may be subconsciously, but I think for a lot of neurotypical people, friendship is, is quite an important thing, or just relationships in general with other people is quite fundamental um, in in life. They, you know, they get lonely, so they want to hang out with friends when people's relationships end if the, if they were in a romantic relationship with someone you always hear um people say oh well they need to you know hang out with their friends hang out with their family they need to be around people to help them whereas for me if if a romantic relationship was to end or when they have ended in the past i've never felt that urge to well i need to go out and spend time with these people then i've always just thought well i guess i'll just be on my own then because it doesn't really make a difference to me if I'm if I'm on my own or not. In fact, it's probably preferable. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, it's made me think. I mean, me that neither one of us has a long term friend. We've no. not got someone that we've been friends with forever. No, I've got people that I was friends with as a child that I then didn't see after a certain point, and then I got friends when I was. Do you mean like when I was in college, I had friends in there, but then once college was over, I didn't have them anymore. And, you know, kind of as I've changed each thing I've in, I had friends all the way through uni. But then once uni was over, don't see them anymore. Um, and, you know, same with work. I used to have friends at work that I used to see outside of work, um, but I've kind of stopped that now. I don't really do that anymore. Now I've kind of just, when people want to go out and do stuff, I just say, uh, now I'm all right. Um, so I only see them in the workplace. But I'm wondering if that's why we've never had long-term friends is because of the whole connection thing. Yeah. Because we've never really had a connection with them. There's no real, like, need to continue the friendship. You know, like how... Uh, I don't know if you've ever had it, but you've ever had, like, a friend who you haven't seen in a while because for some reason you just haven't, like, they've gone done something else, you've done something else, and yeah. then they, like, message you. Yeah. Out of the blue, hey... You know, just been thinking of something, reminded me of you, what you've been up to, you know. And like for me, when I get those messages, I always think like, oh, this is weird. Uh, what, what, yeah. Why the message me? So my message back is never like, oh, it's been amazing. You know, I haven't seen you in ages. That was a good time. What have you been doing too? I kind of reply to people like, 
I spoke to them yesterday, even if it's been years. Yeah. I kind of, they go, hey, what's going on? I just had thought about this and that kind of thing. I tend to reply with, yeah, nothing much. What's, what's going on with you? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't really do the whole, like, making a big thing out of the fact we haven't spoke to them. And I, and I don't know if that is related to the fact that there was never really, like, a thing there. Uh, yeah. Like, between us. So it, I don't, I don't ever feel, like, I never really think about, people like friends that I haven't seen for years. I, I, I'll i talk about them sometimes. So sometimes I'm talking to you and I mention someone that I was friends with in school. But then after I've done it, I don't then think like, oh, I wonder what they're doing now. Like it doesn't enter my head. I had a best friend like all the way through primary school and all the way through secondary school. Uh, and then the second we both turned 16 and went to different colleges, that's the last time I ever spoke to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, th- I'm 34 now. I have no idea where they are, what yeah. they're doing, anything like that. But it doesn't ever enter my head. Uh, I don't ever think like, oh, I wonder where they are now or oh, they were like a good laugh. Maybe I should message them again, you know, see what's going on or that kind of thing. Or when I do go back home to see family, um, I don't think like, oh, I haven't seen them in ages too. Yeah. You know, so maybe I'll just pop in and see what they're up to. I don't feel that. And I don't know if that is because there's no, there was never any like real connection there in the same way that neurotypical people feel the connection that you don't feel like something's missing now. I don't, I've never understood it. I mean, I'm probably explaining it wrong. And if you are neurotypical and listening to this, you probably understand way more what I'm trying to explain than I do. There's something there that when you connect with someone, there's like a, it's something, I want to say when you connect with someone, there's a connection, but that's stupid. (laughs) But like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Doing like, there's always that thing there. You'll always remember them no matter what. And like, you think about them sometimes. Or in some cases, you just end up being their friend for like forever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, we were talking about like when we went to my brother's wedding, there were people there that knew my brother years ago. Yeah. And haven't seen him in a while because he left when he knew them, like he's moved, but he's still been in touch. He still messages them, still calls them. If he goes back, he might meet up with them. And they still came to his wedding. Yeah. Whereas I think like if I was getting married, I don't know who I'd invite. Yeah. Um, Like, because I do feel like I haven't made any effort to stay in contact with anyone. So it would be odd for me to invite people that I went to school with just for the appearance of a normal wedding. Because why would they come to that? Yeah, I, yeah, I completely agree. I think it's, it is very interesting because like you say, it's the exact same with me. I had friends when I lived at home that I saw because that was the thing to do. And I I always kept it very small. I always had very small friends. They were part of a bigger group, but I only made sort of friendships with very few people, kind of two or three people. I think I had what would be classed as a real friendship with. Um, But then the second that I moved away to go to university, well, that sort of, that just stopped and it didn't occur to me to continue with that. And any time that I've gone and met friends for, you know, when you meet them for a coffee or for lunch or something like that, it's never been because I've wanted to. And it's not like I get there and I don't like it or I have a bad time, but I don't feel the urge to do it. They They say it and I think I will go to that because that's, normal that's what you're supposed to do that's how I keep my masking and that's why I do it it's the same with it when I go I live quite far away from my family it's the same as when I go to see my family I go there because well really I go there because they want to see me and it's not I actively don't want to see them it's not that it's just I'm so settled in the life that I have 
where I am now that's far away from them that it doesn't really occur to me to go and see them mm. again like it's not a I don't want to or anything like that it's just it doesn't occur to me like the thought doesn't come into my head whereas I notice when I was at uni I noticed a lot of people go oh like I uh, I kind of want to go home and I don't know like see my mum and see my my brother or whatever they that would be things that they'd want to do because they missed them and they'd say that like oh I miss I'm missing my parents quite a lot at the moment so I'm gonna go home this weekend to see them I never have that I don't miss people there was never any part of me that missed my family and I don't now. When I go and see them, I, I get there and then I think, oh, this is all right, actually. It's nice. It's nice seeing them. Like, this is nice. But it's not something that I crave or I seek. It's just I do it because I'm supposed to. And then when I get there, I think this is quite nice and I I'm it's nice to see you. And it is. But it's not something that I need, you know, in the run up to, if that, if that makes sense. Or the same as when they come to visit me. I don't invite them to come visit me because like I really want to see them they'll just say oh we were thinking about coming down and I think yeah okay and then when they do come down and I meet them it's nice and it's nice to see them but it's not I don't feel like that sense of relief or like oh it's glad that I've seen them because it's been a while or anything like that um and it's the same with friendships it's just not it's so hard to describe because in that that sounds like well, I hope that doesn't sound like that I don't care about them. It's not that. It's just I don't have this urge to to see people, to maintain these sort of friendships. I don't have it with anyone. I never have. If I never saw another person again for the rest of my life, I don't know that it would impact me in the way that I think it would with a lot of people. A lot of people get lonely and they need to see people and they have this drive. Whereas I, that doesn't happen to me. I don't need that. I never think like, oh, it would be nice to hang out with some people today. I never think I want to say like I want to go somewhere for lunch because I really like the food. I never never think, oh, I really want to go there for lunch. Oh, it would be really nice to go with this person. I would always think, okay, so I'll go there for lunch by myself. Yeah. <laughs> like it never comes into my head to make it a social thing. Oh, I really fancy a walk. Maybe I'll see if this person wants to go. I'd just go on my own. Yeah, that's like me in the cinema. Yeah. Um, I would say that most of the time I go on my own if I'm going to go. Yeah. Um, Because I don't think about inviting someone, but then equally I think it's weird because I just kind of want to go watch the film. Uh, so I don't know that bringing someone with me would be a good idea because they'll want to catch up. Yeah. That kind of thing. Uh, and I just want to go see the film. I don't mind going to the cinema with people that... I see all the time because, you know, there's not really any catch up there. You're just going to watch the movie. Um, but if I haven't seen someone for a while and they're like, we should go to the cinema, I'm just like, okay, I'll make sure I pick a film I don't want to see. <laughs> yeah. But like, do you think that that is down to a connection thing? Do you, like you said, like say you were in a weird situation where you were the only person left. Yeah. Um, do you think like, obviously for people that aren't on the spectrum, that they seek the connection with other humans and therefore that's why they start feeling like loneliness and like that kind of thing. Um, and do you think it's the way you have mentioned about your family and like friends and that kind of thing? Do you think it's because you don't... I don't even know if you make that connection. So say like you are on the spectrum and you're listening to this and you do connect with people in the way that we're talking about. Do you feel the thing that, from what I'm guessing from neurotypical people I've spoke to about it, that they get from it because they get something from it. There's there's some sort of 
it's hard to explain. I don't know if it's like a fulfillment or a good feeling. I'm, I'm assuming it is because if it was a bad feeling, you wouldn't keep doing it. But like, do you think like the connection that people make is they crave it, they need it, you know, they um they they want that like bond with someone, and it's not just you know your partner or your family. They want it with like friends and you know that kind of thing. There's loads of people I know that have best friends, and they're like, I couldn't be without my best friend. You know, I need that person to share stuff with and talk yeah. about and that kind of thing. Whereas obviously for you, you just know facts about people. It's kind of like knowing facts about, do you know, like certain types of animals or you know yeah. certain types of trees. Like you just know facts about various people that you know, but there's not really like a a thing there. And I'm not even saying it's a bad thing because like obviously when you explain this stuff out loud, like we are doing... It sounds bad sometimes. It does, yeah. It sounds like what we're saying is really like, ugh, we don't need people, you know, and it's like kind of thing. But it's hard to explain. It's just, it is one of the ways that, and it's not the same for everybody. So obviously if you are listening to this, because I know there's some people that listen to this that are neurotypical and are in a relationship with somebody on the spectrum or are related to someone on the spectrum and they listen to this as a way to try and understand the other person better. If they're the same as us with this whole connection thing, it doesn't mean that like, we don't really like them and it's an inconvenience when they want to come yeah, around no, and no, no. any of that kind of stuff. There's just, there's something there that you, you don't realize it's missing. You just listen to other people talk and you listen to other people's like life experiences and the things they want and the things they're looking for. And then you make the comparison to yourself and you just, you realize that you're not looking for that uh, and you have no urge for that because the thing that it must, you know, give the thing you get from doing it, you wouldn't get that anyway. Therefore, you think, why would I do this? You know, what's what's the what's the thing here? And that's just how it is. I, I would say that like with all my friends, I've never really had like a genuine connection. We've never really been... The people that have referred to me as their best friend, and even though I've mentioned it on this episode that I had a best friend, don't really know what that means. I guess a better term for me was main friend. I had a main friend. Yeah. And then like some like other people um and yeah it's just that weird like thing that people get that i've never really understood well also like i know that it's not the case for um for all people on the spectrum in the same way that i know it's not the case for all neurotypical people i know that there are neurotypical people out there who also feel very similarly to what we've discussed yeah but i know that there are people on the spectrum that have talked quite a, a lot about loneliness and we have been asked to do an episode on loneliness which may be one that we do um but yeah I know that there are people on the spectrum that do actually really seek that connection and in some cases it's almost like the complete opposite to us in that they seek a really strong connection and when they meet people they want a really intense connection not that it's only one extreme or the other there's obviously yeah in between as well but i'm just saying there are people that have the that but for for me and i know for you as well it's just not yeah like that's the there is there's always going to be the opposite that's the thing that i always liked about autism in general like none of this stuff that we say is uh this is how it is and this yeah. is how is autism works yeah, for everyone it's, it's you know so because different for everybody i also know there's a lot of people on the spectrum that have what neurotypical people have but they have a really strong version of it so yeah you're probably right there are probably people out there that are autistic that need strong connections with everyone and have strong connections with everybody and it might be overwhelming i'm sure i've i know people that are on the spectrum that have got into relationships with people and then that relationship has, hen- has ended because the person that was on the spectrum was just 
too much yeah. too soon. Do you know what I mean? Like they just went in it full in. Do you know what I mean? Like they're, yeah. they're like, I'm interested in everything to do with this person and I feel like a really good bond with this person and I really like this person. And then the other person's just like, wow, this is pretty intense. Um, but you've just got to kind of see it as like, don't apply, I guess, the same logic as anyone else. They're not like clingy or that kind of thing. It's just, that's how they are. You know, yeah. in some ways that person has become the special interest of that person yeah. on the spectrum and they just want to know everything about you and they like you and then that kind of thing. But it's not in the same way that if you met somebody else doing it, you'd think like, whoa, like slow down a little bit here. It's just, that's just how some people are. They're just like, I really like this person. I need to know everything about them. I want to know everything about them. I want to listen to everything they say. I want to be around them all the time. I want to like, do you know what I mean? I just want to be with that person constantly because they're so like interesting and I find everything about them that kind of way like that does happen yeah with people on the spectrum as well like and I'm not talking about like just romantic relationships they have that with friends where they have somebody that they meet that they're friends with and then they just they kind of become obsessed with them in the same way they become obsessed with a thing but it's not in a it's it's hard to explain like okay you just got to obviously if you're not comfortable with that you're not comfortable with that but I suppose if you know someone that's on the spectrum you've just got to realize that that's that's just how they are. They can't really like control it in some yeah. way. They can try, but it's difficult. It's like if I went out there and tried to get a best friend, tried to make myself connect yeah. with someone to the point where there was a genuine connection. I can't force it. I can I can do it, but it would just be one of those things that I'd be like, this is pointless because no matter what I try, it's going to be the same result at the end of it because I just feel like there's that part of me that just isn't there. Yeah. Uh, and trying to explain that is weird. Like, I, I remember, like, having conversations with Emily all the time about it where she was convinced that I could learn because there's other things I've learned to do Yeah. that, in theory, I shouldn't be able to do but have taught myself to do for the sake of, you know, interacting and being about in the in the world that she'd just be convinced that I could force something if I just kept doing it or if... She explained to me how it worked. I'd be able to visualize it and do it. But yeah, I think this is one of those things where I'm not sad that I don't have like a best friend and I don't look at like people that have got those connections with people and think, oh, I wish I had that. Yeah. I just kind of think I'm different. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Like I don't feel upset about it. I don't feel sad about it. You know, don't feel sad for me because it's not there. Like it's it's fine. It's just uh, this this topic in general. I'm not explaining it as a sort of like, weakness or a yeah. problem with people on the spectrum it's just this is one of those things that for me this is how it works but I'm not I don't feel like I've lost anything and I don't feel like people that know me should feel sad for it you know yeah equally like I said it's not um like a because you don't make the connections and because you don't actively seek hanging uh, hanging out with people or yeah. spending time with people it doesn't mean that you hate doing it when it happens so I don't actively seek spending time with people but like we've mentioned before um like Emily for example yeah um we go for coffee with her and her partner I don't not enjoy that I like it when we're there but if it were to stop I wouldn't think well we need like I need to I, I need to see them. I need to maintain that friendship. But it doesn't mean that I don't enjoy it while I'm while I'm doing it. Same with, like I say, I don't actively seek out going and visiting my family. But when I do it, I still 
I, I get there and I think, oh, I'm having I'm having a good time. So it's not like I, I don't enjoy it while I'm in it. It's just if it were to stop, I, it wouldn't be something that I would then actively seek. I think that's just worth mentioning because if, if people are listening and think, oh, I've, I've like got a friend who's on the spectrum, does that mean they don't like seeing me? No, it doesn't necessarily mean that. It just might mean that it, it's not something that they would seek, but it doesn't mean that they don't enjoy it. Yeah, I think that's kind of important to mention. Yeah, nothing in their head says to them, go, go see that person. Yeah. What they're up to and that kind of thing. But, it, you know, like if you know someone and they've not spoke to you in a while and you think like, oh, what's going on? Because we've had people message me, other people message you before saying that they, do they even care? They don't message me, they don't talk to them. It's just that it doesn't occur to them to do it. Yeah. Um, but then when you message them, they just think like, oh, get the message. Like, yeah. I haven't been talking to you for months. Like, why are you talking to me now? They just think, oh, hi, you all right? Like, you know that yeah. kind of thing. Do you want to go do something? Yeah, sure. But it's just, there's none of that. This is what I mean. Like, it's one of those things I've never understood. I don't know if that's how it works for a lot of the neurotypical people is they just suddenly, like, go, oh, you know, so-and-so. I haven't seen them in ages. Oh, I'll give them yeah. a call. I don't know if that's how it works. And they just suddenly, like, something in them goes, you need to talk to them now. It's time. And they just go, yeah, I'm going to talk to them now. I don't know if that's how it works. Like, so I'm like, it's a massive guess that that's how it works for them. And then, like, me and you, I don't ever think, oh, I haven't spoke to them in ages. I'll give yeah. them a call. Like, it, it, the thought doesn't enter my head. But then if they ring me, I'll answer the phone and be like, you all right? Yeah, you know what I always find really strange? Because I do it, but then I never follow through with the this action. Is I've had people before, had it not long, well, about a year ago, so quite a while ago. But someone that I used to know messaged me because they went, oh, I was just thinking about that time that you... I, and then like mentioned a, a, an event that happened in the past. Do you remember that? And I was thinking, yeah, I do. But why, why are you messaging me to discuss it? How strange. Like I do that all the time. I think about, oh, I remember that time at school that me and this person did this. But I never then think I'm going to message them about it because what's, what's the point? And I still now even saying it, I don't understand why people would message me to say that. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't. I don't feel the need to discuss it. Like I said, I think it's just, I think this this is one of those things that definitely differentiates the, those on the spectrum to those that aren't, is things like this where that urge or that feeling comes in and you think, oh, I'm going to do this. And it's just not there. It, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't come to me, so I don't do it. Um, and obviously, yeah, if you don't know, uh, and even people that know I'm on the spectrum, if they don't know that's one of the things about me, because obviously I haven't told them. Um, they just think, well, you don't care. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we yeah. were we were friends for years, and uh, he, he couldn't. He, he don't message me. He don't know what's going on. He don't ask me. Do you mean like some people just think like I could message them, but it's not like they've tried to message me, and then that's it. They think that I've just been like, yeah, I didn't really like you anyway. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, but it's interesting that we go about it different ways. Because obviously, I do ask a lot of questions. And I don't know if that's almost like false advertising. <laughs> like I make it seem like I'm really wanting a connection that I'm maybe not. I don't know. Well, it's, it's interesting because obviously I have people that I've made friends with. But you think if I never ask questions about them, I never found anything out about them. And I've never done that. You think, why would people be friends with me? But some people like that about me in the sense of I don't pry or... Do you know what I mean like they they they're having a hard time of something like they'll come in and I'll see them and they'll be upset about something and I'm not asking them about it I'm not saying why are you upset or what's going on I'm treating them like whatever's happening isn't happening and most of the time it's because I haven't picked up on what's happening 
But like sometimes I just think like well, I'm not asking because uh, you'd tell me if you wanted me to know. And some people find that about me like reassuring is that if they're having a tough time of things, I'm not going to make them talk about it. If anything, I will talk to them like it's not going on and distract them from it. And some people find that like a good quality because I'm making them like forget. Yeah. Or I'm just distracting them for a brief period until like, you know, they go home or they're not talking to me anymore. And that's always been a thing that people have liked about me is that uh, sometimes I'm just a good way of like keeping their mind off the thing that's bothering them. But really, I with a lot of people, I don't ask questions. I just think like if you haven't told me, it's because you don't want me to know. Um, and that's why I don't know. I, I never really think like it's because I've never asked. I just think like well, you tell me if you wanted me to know. So that's that. And like I say with you. It's the same thing, like you ask all these questions, you get to know people and I guess people would think, well, she's really interested, you know, she wants to know a lot about me, you know, maybe we could be like good mates, she seems like she's really uh, interested, whereas for me, I, I think it's more of a, he hasn't asked, but um, that's fine, it's not like I like just go on about myself constantly instead. Yeah. We just have normal conversations about nothing of any real substance, I suppose, and some people like enjoy that. Yeah. But that's it for this week. Unless yes. there's anything you want to add? No. Are you sure? Yes. There's nothing you want to put onto this? No. No, no. No, no, no. Right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, we, uh, we've, got, we've, we've, got, we've got topics for next week. I just, uh, I'm still working out what Which it's doing. So I'm not going to say what it is. I was going to say, but I, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, thanks everyone for listening again. Obviously, thanks for everybody following us on the places you follow us. Just look for them Asperger's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. There's also a private group on Facebook if you want to go on there and talk to other people on the spectrum or the people that aren't on the spectrum as well. It's not just a spectrum-only group. Yeah. Um, you can talk about the episodes. You can talk about anything you like, really. You know, just something that's on your mind you want to talk to people about your own particular autism um, or other people's that you want to know more about. There's loads of people on there that know all kinds of things. Also, you can email us at themaspergers at gmail.com if you are trying to keep away from social media or you just feel like you want to message me and Scarlett directly. Um, you can do it that way as well. Uh, anything you else want to put on that? No, thank you everybody for listening. Did you want to say Merry Christmas to people? Oh! Oh my god, yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. I hope you have the best Christmas ever. I figured you'd want to make say it that. like the burger best Christmas ever. Just do what you want to do, release your inner burger. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, next week we'll be dealing with a uh, slightly melancholy scarlet. I, I get really bad after Christmas blues because, yeah, the next time we record an episode. There'll be Christmas will be done as will Boxing Day. We will be on the whatever the date is next Sunday. So yeah, you'll have to deal with. Uh, well, I'll have to deal with. I'll, I'll try and I'll try and get you into a good mood before we start recording. I get really sad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's it for this week. Bye.